thought of myself as really confident, but then, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, here we are owning this business, this growing business. I'm a CEO. Like I used to tease people who like created a business in one day and then named themselves the CEO the next. Like it took us six years for me to properly, you know, I, we have a mentor and he, I said, what should my signature be? And he's like the CEO. Yeah. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I think that was probably the start of it. So imposter syndrome. So I really, you know, the making peace with, with who I was, was just that like, I wasn't going to be perfect, but I was going to be okay with who I was. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake of the Sun Show, a podcast that explores the importance of creating routine, rituals, and consistency in your day. I, as always, am excited and super pumped up about having guests on the show. And this is my wife's second time on the Wake of the Sun Show. And a lot has happened since the last time she was on. It's been two years, right, babe? Yes. So, we wanted to kind of dive in, and, and again, this is about routine, rituals, and consistency, but we also want to do tell a little bit more about what's been going on the last couple of years, a little bit more about the FroPro story, and kind of dive into some things. So again, babe, welcome, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me back. This is a cool, a little, little different kind of date night, yes. right? It yes, it's Saturday night, it is and Saturday we are night. here at the office doing a podcast. Which is pretty cool, because I think one of the one of the coolest things is if someone were to tell us we would be doing this or in an office that we built and operate out of 12 years ago, that we would have been like, what are you even talking about? So much so that two years ago when we did a podcast in a different office, if you told me we would be in a bigger office doing a second podcast, I wouldn't have believed you. So, so definitely. So... Uh- Again, little backstory. My name is Matt Williams. This is my wife, Chelsea Williams. We are the owners, the CEO, Chelsea, and the founder, me, of FroPro Snack Bar here in Boca Raton, Florida. And it, it really is a grateful feeling that I'm getting right now, just being able to sit here, kind of breaking down the last couple of years, went through again. It sounds crazy to think about it. We went through a pandemic. We went through a really tough time with you know the world shutting down. And a lot I mean, of- yes and no, not to, to no, chime I- in there, but I feel like in the thick she of it, of, in, a lot, just in, so you know. in the thick of it, I think you know it was horrible what was happening for other people. But FroPro was thriving. You know, people were ordering snacks. We were at this place where we were growing. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this later. But we're definitely in a post-pandemic world right now for the food industry dealing with that. So yep. I'd say that during the pandemic, we were really lucky and able to support other people and and you know grow our business to get to where we are today. But facing you know some new challenges like I said, with that post-COVID world we're living in. Right. And and so again, it's October 1st, 2022, as we're recording this podcast, again, Saturday night. And last time we spoke, uh, again, different office, different building, kind of trying to figure out what we were doing. Um, Our routine was completely different, right? Totally. Our our routine was completely different. Um, We went from home to office, weren't allowed to have anything with the gym open. Uh, And and it was... was, I don't want to say it was an, an amazing time for us to get to work together even closer, but also a lonely time, right? Because we couldn't really see family, friends, loved ones. It just was like no one really knew what to do. Um, but new space, new opportunities, new growth, and a lot has changed. So, you know, you just said something about growing our business, and I, I kind of wanted to just go into that a little bit about FroPro, um, kind of. I had to answer a question today about the timeline of how FroPro uh, came to be. I'd love to hear your 
idea of what that looks like because I think we're pretty much on the same page. But break it down because a lot of people, you know, we see this, we, we see this, we talk about it with our friends and family. But for those that are out there that don't know, kind of give us a laydown, well, a timeline. First, correct me. This coming March in 2023 will be 10 years of FroPro. Correct. Right. Yeah. So officially we, as a business right, so in the what, state of Florida. That's what I was going to start. Is that we we celebrate yearly birthdays for FroPro in March. But that means that we named it and made a sun biz and that's when we, you know, count it. But there's been a different, you know, timeline in my opinion of evolution. So, you know, you made the snack. We were dating. I We weren't living together. You made the snack. I had a job. You had five jobs. And... <laughs> I didn't even try it. I think you gave it to me to bring to my coworkers. They tried it. I didn't try it. I just didn't have an interest in trying it. Not because you're like, I created this business. You just made something at home. It was just a snack. I didn't need, you know, it's not like I needed to support your baking activity. <laughs> so, I mean, in hindsight. I mean, maybe. But, so, anywho, you're at a gym, you're sharing the bar. It's evolving into something people are talking about and you start thinking. You're like, this could be more than just a snack in my fridge, but you're not necessarily being like, I need to put together a business plan. So you're just organically making the bar, selling it, writing in a notebook. Um, I was a big pencil notebook, sometimes pen guy. I mean, literally crossing off names if they paid. Right, right, right. Um, But, you know, just make <laughs> baking for other people. And what I like to say is that when people bake cookies and they're like, these taste so good, you should sell it. Essentially, that's what FroPro was. Someone mm. was like, you should sell this. So we named it. That's what we celebrate that it was, you know, FroPro or GoFroPro.com. Right. And that's it. So then, you know, you just started really picking up momentum just for being loved by you and the bar and... And I was working a different job. And I think too, just I don't, I know, before we get to that, I think one of the biggest things, the momentum came from the community, the people that... Of course. And that's what of, I started to notice. Yeah, I was like, like show up to these 5Ks. This bar. Yeah, yeah, show up to the gym, show up to this event, show up to this, you know, before like juice bars were huge, show up to this juice event, this coffee house. Well, you did all that. You right. definitely grinded and, and got it out there. And then in 2016... I said, you know, if we want this to be a business, I think I need to come on full time and I right. need to make it a business. We need to get QuickBooks and get rid of the notebook. And <laughs> that's what we did. So essentially, you know, when we're in this grind of FroPro and building our business, we say nine years, but it really became a business in 2016. We really decided, you know, this is going to be a real thing that we hope to make money and support our life, not just a hobby. Right. So, you know, the rest is history. And that's and what's crazy about that is obviously coming on. I remember to get to that point, you know, there was there was a challenge, right? You know, there was conversations. There were, I mean, there were many challenges, but there was a conversation had at, at uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't, I don't Christmas. Christmas was it Christmas? Um, and you know, my older brother Rob was just asking questions, and I left the room for a second, came back. You were you were upset. And I was crying, but we'll get into <laughs> me crying a lot later. <laughs> um, and, and it was one of those things where you had expressed interest in loving where you were and, and, and excited about that, but also wanting to join me in what I was doing, which again, at the time, it didn't feel like anything was going on. Well, change on. is scary. Right. And of course. Um, I've never thought of us as entrepreneurs. I never thought of an entrepreneur world. And, and that was entrepreneur thinking. You know, we had to think that way and take risks and 
you told me I needed to save money in, in order for us to do that. Yeah. So yeah, change change was really scary. Success is scary. Um, failure is scary. So, you know, that was 2015. We got married and then 2016. And I had to adjust to a new way of like maybe not having a lot to do during the day. Like I think back to those days, we didn't have an office. We rented a kitchen and I'd make some deliveries and I'd even like deliver online orders to customers. Mm-hmm. Um, we were and door you look to door back, service. And it was crazy because you look back and, you know, sometimes you miss those like easy times, but obviously we've been working towards where we are today. Well, one of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about, and you just said, I mean, in terms of entrepreneur thinking or starting a business thinking, you talked about obviously change is scary, success is, fa- is scary, and failure is scary. And uh, can we can we dive into that a little bit? Obviously, we know change is scary, but you. you I think you and I go back and forth a lot about this, like right. which one of us is more fearful of success and which one of us is more fear- fearful of failure. Right. A part of me, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I'm more fearful of success and you're more fearful of failure. Um, maybe that helps us balance it out. I don't know, but I know we're both working towards that, you know, through that, I should say, together. Right. And I, and I think, again, it's you get some momentum, you get, um, you know, you get these things in your life. And, and again, coming from a notebook and a pencil and a pen and having all these cool interactions and people being uh, supportive and, 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 and helping us gain momentum is awesome. And I think when that slows down or when that, I don't want to say stops or it changes or it's different, you know, cause I remember when, I mean, again, the, we, we've talked about this before, but the whole foods transition of when your friend, again, camp friend from a long time ago is like, hey, what's this whole FroPro thing about? And saw it on Facebook that like your boyfriend was making FroPro and what is this FroPro stuff? And, and you kind of was like, yeah, I, 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 this is what he's doing. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool. And, you know, this is, this is, this is what's going on. No, she said, we're going to get you into Whole Foods. And right. I said, no, you're not. We're in a Ziploc. Right. Um, but we did everything we could to get there. Right. And again, that process, we hear it often. You know, there's a lot of people that try, and, and and it was a different time then. And Amazon didn't own Whole Foods. It was a different time. You know, local local businesses that are still supported, but trying to get into it was it was not only very scary. Going into the office, essentially standing in front of people that just looked at you as, and, and you're one of thousands of people that come through. And it was like, hey, this is great. You guys are great. The story's great. Bar tastes great. I can't guarantee guarantee anything, but if you can do these things, hopefully within a year, you may have a chance of being on the shelf. Five years later, and we're there now. You know, obviously we're there now. We, you know, it, it's 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 exciting, right? We went from four stores, eight stores, counties, and then the entire state, and all that momentum was moving forward and then bang, the world shut down and a lot of conversations got sidelined. And I think with all of that, it it kind of led us to looking inward and a lot of other things that we could do and kind of look at the infrastructure, what we were doing as a team, what we were doing as um, husband and wife, what we were doing as- Well, how to scale the business. How to scale the business. There were so many things that we're looking at that I hadn't done, you had worked at, at a huge business prior. I was a school teacher and a coach and, and, and loved that side of things. And I love the, the demos and, the, and, and sharing the snacks and doing events. 
And it was just how are we gonna how are we gonna scale this? How are we gonna grow this? And you know, again, we've had a lot of people that are very caring reach out, hey, what can we do for you? Um, do you need money? And and again, it was like we don't really know what we need. We're not really sure. You know, like we definitely needed some mentorship. We definitely needed some guidance um, and, and some people to just say, hey, you know, maybe look at trying this, this, and this. And there's times when we, I honestly felt like we threw a ton of shit against the wall. And I hate that analogy, but to see what sticks, what works, what doesn't. You know, we've made some challenging decisions with marketing companies. We've made some challenging decisions with business partners. We've made some challenging decisions with flavor profiles of different, you know, different trials and things that work, things that didn't. I think one of my favorite stories is Tropical Dream was a complete and utter mistake. Um, but how do you feel about like that that whole thing? It's like the world stops and we had to look inward. And, and again, as as somebody that has hit rock bottom in my life um, and come to a point where it's like you either you know ask for help and do the deal, or you keep trying to do it your way and continue to fail. And you know, again, after multiple failures. You know, eventually you, you you stop permanently. You know, and that's where I was headed. Um, but what? How do you like? What do you feel, or how do you feel about kind of that whole inward process? Because I, I, we are going to get to a really cool part in your story. But like, what what about that looking inward on the infrastructure of FroPro, us as partners, marriage? What what was that like? Are you talking about twenty twenty one for me? Correct. <laughs> so. Um, I think well, it's, I think it's 2020, 2021. Well, no, 2020, I told you, you know, I said before, we definitely, I thrive in chaos in the sense of look at our relationship when I met you, you know, you were broken and I was like, how can I save you? You know, there was a, there was a pandemic. We have a business. How can I save it? So I was just, you know, 2020 was a good year for FroPro. Um, going into 2021, there was a lot of momentum. There was new sales and we were starting to make more money than we've ever made. And we were starting to spend more money than we've ever made. And I learned a lot about myself last year that, um, you know, I have a lot of triggers and one specific trigger in my life is finances. And the money part of the business was really starting to get to me. There weren't, you know, looking back, which I should like pinch myself today, but like looking back, it's like you always wish you had yesterday's problems. But last year for me was really, really tough. I was starting to get unhinged. I, you know, I would hold my, myself together at work, but I was crying and just feeling, you know, a lot of self hate and a, really scared and feeling like, how am I going to lead this ship? You know, I was building this new role for me, we had, you know, I really run this business as you are the CEO. I am. And as I was leading, leaning into that and we were going to, you know, start applying for a woman owned business, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on me. I was just feeling really overwhelmed and feeling like, how can I just feel like a badass sometimes and then just be so insecure other times. And, and I really didn't know what to do. I felt like this was I had to change something if I was going to be the best boss, best partner um, that I could be for FroPro. And I was just there. I think, you know, one email was sent to me on a Friday night and it just triggered something about, you know, money with me. And I had a panic attack. And I remember you were working out and I told you to come home. And, you know, that was, I don't want to say rock bottom in my life, but for me and FroPro, it was definitely a rock bottom that I knew I needed to change something. And, 
and again, the awareness, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I, I think, and I remember that phone call and I remember being like, what is happening? Um, cause it was scary. Cause I know like there's times when we're sad and there's times when we're, yeah, I get overwhelmed a lot. This was, different. yeah, this was a different kind of, it's like, you know, it's like, there's a, when you love somebody and there's like a different tone and there's a different, you know, way the message is delivered, it, it scared me. And it was, you know, I, I drove home relatively quickly, uh, with, you know, within the speed limit and, you know, one of the things that, you know, we've always talked about and we talk things through. And I think one of the best part about the best parts of our relationship is the communication. Like we've been communicating effectively for a long time. We do pretty, we're pretty, pretty dialed in with that. Um, and what's cool about it is there, again, have been a lot of people that have been godsends in our life that have said, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? And one of our dear friends, um, you know, Tim, um, Tim Haggerty, had reached out and said, you know, and kind of shared his experiences with, you know, uh, this thing called the Hoffman process. And again, for those that don't know, the Hoffman process is founded by Bob Hoffman in 1967. It's a week-long residential and personal growth retreat that helps participants identify negative behaviors, moods, and ways of thinking that developed unconsciously and were conditioned in childhood. Now, that is a (laughs) lot to say. Um, I had to, again, read that because... There was so many positive processes that I saw happen in him, and I had talked with other people that had gone to it. And I remember he mentioned it to you at the beginning. And, and what was that like? Because it it was mentioned to you, and and, and I remember what was that yeah, first thing? Yeah, he had always mentioned it to me over the years. Hearing about it, it was something I was never going to be able to do. I probably couldn't afford it. I wouldn't have enough time. Every excuse there is, and. A couple days after that panic attack, he had come to the office and I just looked at him and started crying. And I said to him without saying like anything else, I need to sign up, don't I? And he said, yeah. And I literally walked right into my office. We're sitting in front of it right now. I walked (laughs) right into my office. I signed up. I, you know, I get on the computer and it's September, mind you. So like we're exactly a year later right now. So it's September and the first time that they have available is in February. And I'm like, great. It's far enough away that I have nothing planned. I can't make any excuses and I can prep myself. I just like had no excuses. And I truly, I didn't even look, look it up. Like I didn't even read anything about it. I knew nothing. Um, and I signed up and, and, and immediately there, there was like a sense of relief, you know, like I was like, all right, we're going to, I signed up. I'm willing to do something. I'm going to do something, and let's just get through the rest of the year. So I don't. Right. I want to say that the rest of the year was not bad. You know, I was definitely trying to figure my shit out. It was but, quarter um, four in 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was. You know, we were just dealing with a lot, and I was holding my stuff, my shit together, and you know, trying to get to February. So again, the the way that I can relate, and and one of the things that you know, since I started my fellowship and kind of my journey on recovery, um, you've been very supportive. Uh, you've shown up to different uh, events. Um, you've supported a lot of my near and dear friends that are like family to us. Um, some some of my you know my closest people call you you know quote they they call you mom. They're like hey mom, you know it's like one of those great things that you provide that role for a lot of people and it's like a safe feeling. Um, and I remember I remember walking in after I you know seeing you crying and talking to Tim and and you said I did it. I signed up and I I, I had a sense of relief because I was like holy shit like 
she's serious about this because you do nothing half-assed. I don't think I've ever known you to do or say you're going to do something and then not do it or follow through with it. Yeah, well, um, I really appreciated your support and I just felt like I could never leave. And, you know, Emily, who works with us, who's my right and left hand here, you know, the two of you just looked at me and they're like, we got this. Like, yeah. you can leave for an entire week and everything will be fine. Um, it was, though, too. And it was. <laughs> it, it was. Um, and and that's, a, that's the coolest thing because... I think since the day or I think the moment we met or like first caught each other's eye across the, it sounds so funny, like when I was a teacher across the school playground and then we went on our first date, we talked every day since. Uh, for I, I, I mean, you went to treatment, so well so again. Besides three months of that, right. yeah, we worked together. Well, there were letters and, and emails just, yes, and, of course. and whatnot. I, mean, I didn't get a phone, you know, I, I lost I mean, that yeah, I... I mean, maybe the week at Hoffman was the longest we hadn't spoken. Right. But, um, in like 10, 11 years. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. And we'll start there with explaining my experience there. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. You know, I was, I went there so, so excited. I was just ready. You know, you spend six months prepping for something. So, so we're February 22. Yeah, right we're, now. Just we're speed everybody end, up. We're at the end of February yeah. of 2022. I fly to New York. I'm excited. Everything's taken care of at home. I've prepped for this. I have no idea what I'm walking into, but I chose this. You know, like, unlike, you know, I, I wasn't forced to do this. I was excited. And boy, was, you know, the first two nights were the hardest thing I've ever done. It was truly something I've never experienced of just, I mean, it's hard to put into words. We talk, we talk a lot at Hoffman about how it's a feeling. And um, so it's tough to describe, but it was so hard. You know, what really rocked my world was as strong as I feel as a person, I'm also extremely codependent. So those first two days um, were really hard for me. We, I couldn't call you at the end of the day, you know, like you go, you go in this classroom all day long and you do all this like work and this hard work. And my comfort zone would be calling you after and telling you all the things that we had talked about and I didn't. So by the second night, like I was just like, what did I sign myself up for? I, right. I can't do this. And also just a, a prep before you even went, there was, I mean, countless hours yeah, of, of reflection and homework and a, a true deep dive into a lot of things that some of you shared and some, uh, some, some of it you shared and, and some wasn't for me to understand or, or know. And, uh, I think that's one of the most important things is like you didn't just show up and like it takes no, them a while to yeah, uncover you anything. Do a lot of work you literally work. have like a portfolio, like everything you've unpacked and everything that you've been prompted to answer and put out there. So when you arrive, they know exactly who the fuck you are. Yeah. And, and, and all my patterns. And it begins. Yeah. So again, talking about comfort zone, it rocked your world. Again, like the codependency. And, and again, you say the Hoffman is a feeling and, and there's a lot of things because again, now you can communicate with people that other people that we know that have gone through the process. But how, aside from the first two days, when did that shift, I guess you could call it, yeah. happen? It clicked. Where being there, not being with, you know, you're in your normal routine, when did that change? Like, what what was the moment that changed for you uh, in the program? Talking to how did that work? Yeah, after the first two days, and when it was really rough, and I I just surrendered to to being there and kind of moving through some stuff I had been working on. Um, 
it started feeling really good. Like I said, it's a feeling. You, you know, I started... Something must have clicked because what I learned there in the first couple of days is that, you know, I thought I was real, you know, well, I know I was very self-aware, but what I learned there that I was living in awareness hell and that I was using my patterns as excuses versus changing them and, and moving through them and using them as tools. So, you know, I'm, for example, you know, I have a lot of anxiety or I'm crazy or I'm this or I'm that. And I always be like, that's just me. I was really open or of course, I, I mean, I still am. I'm extremely open <laughs> about myself. But what I learned there is that I was using it as a, you know, I can't just say that I'm crazy and then just be crazy. I want to, I don't want to be that way. You know, I want right. to be better. And honestly, you know, that is why I went. I wanted to be a better wife, a better boss, a better sister, a better daughter. And I couldn't just use you know, these excuses, not ex or using them as excuses. So that really clicked for me. And I started becoming really comfortable and being like, all right, I'm going to change. And um, that was huge for me. I, had, I was on a high, you know, I was definitely on a high, starting to connect with other people there because the first two days, what I didn't say is that you're in silence a lot, you know, and that really brought out a lot of my loneliness. So um, my whole life, well, I have a twin brother, so my whole adult or childhood, I should say, I always had a built-in best friend. I went to camp, I had a friend with me. I went to school, I had a friend with me. You know, I've been with you since I'm 22. So, you know, essentially, I've never truly been alone. Yeah, that's <laughs> And right. I, um, I was alone for the first time there. Mm. So that was something real. So once I got over that fear, it was really empowering. I was like, this is what I came to do. I came to be independent. I came to do this by myself. I came to work on myself. And um, things were clicking. I was making peace with some things and, and really understanding myself. And that's when it clicked. But, but in reality, I hadn't even learned the biggest lesson that I, I learned there. And are we allowed to dive into that? Yeah, of course. I mean, because I think before we do that, you said, you know, coming to be independent, alone, aware of that, not in awareness hell, but aware of these things and working on them. You said making peace with yourself. I only, when you say that, I had, I relate to that because I'm my own worst enemy and chief critic. And I think one of the coolest things is when you can be like, okay, this is me. I'm not using it as a defense or coping mechanism, but like I'm trying to work on being better. I'm trying to make peace with who I am and to do better. What, what was that like? Well, I always thought of myself as really confident, but then, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, here we are owning this business, this growing business. I'm a CEO. Like I used to tease people who like created a business in one day and then named themselves the CEO the next. Like it took us six years for me to properly, you know, I, we have a mentor and he, I said, what should my signature be? And he's like the CEO. Yeah. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I think that was probably the start of it. So imposter syndrome. So I really, you know, the making peace with, with who I was, was just that like, I wasn't going to be perfect, but I was going to be okay with who I was. But, mm -hmm. you know, here I am on this high and I go to sleep that night after a really great day that, you know, that you have this really fun day. It's three days in, I think. And, and I go to, I try to go to bed and I can't, I'm up all night. I'm worrying, you know, I'm worrying about you. Did you die? Did you leave me? Like things that I had never thought, you know, I could possibly think of. I'm just going into cr like crazy thoughts, you know, um, not sleeping, tr like out of body experience. I just, you know, you're just in this place. There's no phone. There's mind you. Yes. We didn't even address that. I have no phone, you know, the whole, the whole time I'm there. No and social media, nothing. 
nothing and and you're just exhausted by the end of the day so you're really just going to sleep but that night I couldn't sleep I'm like I had this great day what happened so you know I'm laughing at myself thinking about this now because it seems so obvious but I wake up the next day and my teacher basically you know just says Chelsea what happened in your childhood and you know we go over it and I explain how you know I had this really really great childhood and you know my dad had left and this perfect little world that I had just got ripped out from underneath me and and I lost everything, you know. I don't want to say that, like, obviously I have my mother and my brother, but we as a as a unit lost everything yeah. and, and it really rocked our worlds and and so much more on that. But, you know, that's what happened in the week at Hoffman. I was on a high and just like everything else in my life, if it's really, really good, something bad's going to happen. And that's what happened, you know. I thought I had, you know, done what I was supposed to do at Hoffman and I was like, what's bad is going to come next. Um, so that happened. I processed that. And then I went for a walk outside, which I didn't even address this. But the first couple of days of Hoffman, you know, it's in, we're in Connecticut. It's winter. And every time we ate, we would have free time. And I would go outside and I would walk around the parking lot. And for those of you who are listening that don't know Matt's story, when he was in treatment, he openly shares about how he would run all the time and he ran around the parking lot over and over again. And I did it three times a day. I didn't run, but I walked around the parking lot over <laughs> and over again. And I I would almost just feel connected to you. Like that's what just, you know, really helped me during the week. So whenever anything was wrong, good or bad, I would go for a walk outside and just feel like I was doing, you know, I just am so impressed and amazed by you know, your program and your recovery is like, if I could do anything that Matt did, it would be going on these walks. Mm. Um, so that was it. I went on the walk. My friend came on the walk with me and the rest was just great. You know, there's so much more to say, but um, the rest was great. I really felt like I had done what I needed to do there. I was ready to come home. You know, at the last, at the end of the the week, you you int- you don't, you introduce yourself to everyone. You know, you didn't say who you were the whole trip. I was just me. I wasn't a protein bar owner and we introduced ourselves at the end and I remember saying to them that my entire life is revolved around a group of like-minded people that I'm not one of and as proud as I am of that and as much as I love all the men and women in my life that are you know have such amazing stories and and their story with sobriety, you know, here I am just like trying to figure out my own thing. And and I was there doing something for me. You know, I was putting myself first. I was working on myself and I felt a part of, you know, everyone there was trying to do the same thing. So that moment when I said that out loud to everyone was just a huge, it just felt like, okay, like now it's time to go home. Mm -hmm. It felt like a little closure. Yeah. So, the funny, <laughs> I remember it was, I guess, a, a Friday. It was a Friday. I think it was Friday. You had gone in on a Friday. You're done on a Friday. And I remember it was crazy because the phone rang and <laughs> I was like, oh, she's calling. Because we really weren't sure. And it was so great. FaceTimed and, you know, I stepped outside, obviously, here at the office and stepped outside. And it was so great to see you. And you looked like you had this, like, light shining in your eye and, you looked happy, you were crying and like happy because we were reconnecting and, and, and that was like the coolest thing. And and I remember I had, you know, I'd asked somebody that has worked with a lot of people from Hoffman and has sent a lot of people to the process. And um, 
I just remember just being like, all I can do is just be like, I'm here. If you'd like to talk about it or not, it's none of my business, but I'm here to hear or I think be a you part. can agree with me that that was, I think, our best weekend that we've ever... I, I, it's truly one of my most favorite weekends of our entire relationship. And I don't mean that as far as... Well, it was pretty... It was uh, It was just really special. I came yeah. home and we, we kept the phones off for the weekend. We went on walks. And I, you know, as cliche as it is, it was just... It was just unbelievable. I just remember right. feeling so supported by you, so happy, really grateful. You know, a lot of people at the process, you know, weren't necessarily happy to go home. You know, they had done a lot of work for themselves, but, you know, I was so excited to come back to my life. Right. And 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 that's the thing, too. It's like you get that shift in perspective, right? Is this life has been here and you're building it and you're working on it. We're doing this together and you're working on yourself. I'm working on myself. And again, we've always said it. It's like, you go do you, I go do me, we do this together and like we have these three things where they intertwine and we also have our own lives where you get to enjoy the things you get to enjoy, I do as well and and I think that's incredibly important because as much time as we spend together and I love every every minute of it, when you go to do work on yourself where you need that moment without trying you know without it hurting someone else's feelings your loved one's feelings or anyone for that matter it's good to be aware of like okay yeah all right here's here's the deal this this is what needs to happen and i remember i again it was like i remember i got the whole bed you left i was like oh this is great i had the whole bed to myself but like within i think you leaving me saying good night to you on the friday you were leaving to go in or whatever it was i remember that night going to bed and just being like or waking up the next day and just being like Oh man, she's not here. I was like, it's way too quiet, and I love quiet. And it was just, it just felt, it felt off. But like, I was so happy. Like, it wasn't. It was the unknown for both of us. Right. We definitely didn't know. Right. Um, I mean, this since coming home, this year's just been wild, and you know, right. we've just been traveling so much together, not together. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back on, I just think of myself in this post-process world, you know, right. some, you know, I definitely went through thinking I failed being on, you know, they call it the Hoffman high doing all this stuff, going in and out of it. And I really think of it as building blocks. You know, I thought the first week I was the best version of myself, but then you think you fail. And then the next week it's like, you're rebuilding and here we are in October. And like, there's, there's pieces inside of me that still, you know, I'm still working on still, well, yeah. you know, trying to better myself, but I see a lot of change in me. I, I feel a lot of change in me in certain aspects of our life, especially the reason going into Hoffman, you know, let me say like things have not gotten easier at FroPro. If anything I had kind of said earlier, like it's harder now, mm. you know, if it, it's a hundred percent harder. I wish we had the financial situation we had a year ago <laughs> that put me in this place. Right. Um, and here I am with a way different situation, way harder, way scarier, way more real. A lot more risk. And beyond, like so much so. And I'm handling it, you know, yeah. like I'm definitely not thriving in it, but I'm handling it. And I don't know, you know, what it would have been like if I didn't had done this work and really worked on all the different things in my life that trigger me. Well, I think a lot of it too is it has to do with you, you get ready for these things, you work through things and you have an opportunity, right? You don't go, you know, you're not going to get, you know, taken this far and dropped on your face, right? I mean, there's been so many things that have transpired in business, in marriage, in friendships, in family over the 12 years we've known each other. 
um, both sides, you know, like successes, failures, happy times, bad times. And, and all of those things prepare us to deal with what's next. And we talk a lot about what's next. You know, I think one of the things that you said, like one of the things you're still working on is the reason going in, you know, as things are getting harder, you have these tools, right? You're not falling back on patterns that don't well, yeah, serve. I'm not breaking, yeah, I'm not breaking down. I'm not allowing right. myself to not lead here um, in, in the way that I want this company to be run. Right. And, and again, that's why you're the CEO and, and there's a, a certain thing that we have kind of set up that way. You know, one of the biggest things is, you know, having mentorship, right? And, and looking at, okay, we've gotten this far, bootstrapped by ourselves to get to this point. And now it's like, okay, wh- well, what's the next step? I know for me, one of the biggest things I work on that's the hardest thing is I feel like I've busted my ass for so, so fucking long. And... I don't, you know, the next step requires me going to people and being like, hey, I don't know what the next step is. I need a strategic partner. Is it money? Is it a combination? And those are the things that I don't know. Because again, when we say this, it's like we kind of know what we're doing, but like we're, we're entering uncharted territory. We're trying to punch through that ceiling of like stay local. And again, by local, I mean Florida and and several other states. Yeah, and I want to say that someone said something recently just about our our local success and celebrity and all that stuff. Like, it is so incredible what we built here. We do not take it for granted in one second. Strangers buy our bars. It it does not ever get old seeing someone buy a FroPro that we don't know. The orders that come in, you know, it is it's wild. This little bar that we spoke about before, people love it and buy it. And then you build this business and it's not enough. And I don't mean that in a sense that it's not enough for us because we talk about this a lot. Should we just chill here, do this, be happy and whatever? Fine. But we've built this business. We have a team now that I'm so, I know we both are so incredibly proud of. Like yeah. this, the I want to say the cutest, but like, <laughs> I love so our team so much. We, you know, we're, we're, we're investing in people so that we can build up this. We want to build up FroPro. We want to share it. We want to be nationwide or whatever that form of, of success is. We want to share FroPro with more people. And with that, so many risks come into place. And, and um, you know, we're just working on that. We're working on figuring out how to break out of our our little bubble that we have here that, like I said, we're it's not easy. We're still working day in and day out on that. But how do we expand? How do we share our story? How do we get more people eating FroPro? And we're in that grind right now. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I think, again, it's like we looked at the infrastructure and a lot of things that were so scary to purchase, to incorporate, to <laughs> make decisions where it's like we were working and had a great experience and some things that we needed to change, you know, again, in partnerships uh, in terms of like working with other brands or, you know, just like working with people that were, you know, introduced to us. I, I think that is is the, the hardest thing is you can't please everybody. We want to do right by everybody. And it's that, point of okay here we are yeah what do we do now what do and we do i now? think we're real you know at the beginning of FroPro, a lot of scary things happen we felt very threatened people would try to steal FroPro as small and like looking back how small were we that we how were we fearful of people trying to steal FroPro? we're in a different place now where that doesn't necessarily scare us anymore but a lot of things happen where matt and i were really as open as we are um there were a lot of things we kept to ourselves we were very 
we don't like use the, using the word secret. There's a big difference between having secrets and being private. So we definitely don't have any secrets, but we were, we're really private about certain things with FroPro. And we're starting to get a little bit more comfortable about talking about what's going on with FroPro, trying to expand, trying to grow, you know, sharing our success. We were always so scared that we're like, we're not where we need to be, but people assume they know what we're doing. And it was just, right. it was really um, uncomfortable for us. You know, people... You know, we can't control what other people say, but how people would just assume they knew what was going on with right. FroPro. And now, you know, we're talking about raising capital. We're talking about needing more money in our business to grow. And I think a year ago, I would have never said that on a podcast. <laughs> I would have never told our friends over dinner. I would be too fearful. One, because I think you and I both have a really, really hard time asking for help. But what yeah. I've learned recently is we're not asking for help. We're, we're giving an opportunity of people to be a part of FroPro. And, you know, we're heading down in that direction. And it's really scary. It's, you know, every year it's something new. And this is just way bigger. Mm. I love that. Um. I do want to circle back because obviously we could keep talking about FroPro, but you know, you said one of the things you're working on, obviously a lot of change and everything, but now that you've gone through the process itself, right? The Hoffman process, what, what do you think that you're the most proud of in terms of either the experience there or the, the after? What do you think is the most exciting or proud thing or, or the most value, I don't say there's so many valuable things, but what's the most, what's like the one thing you're most proud of? Well, I'm most proud of my willingness to change. You know, that I think has been a constant for me. I make a lot of mistakes, um, but I'm always willing to be better. I think in every situation, as soon as I make a mistake or as soon as I do something that I want to improve in, I want to change, you know? So that was my whole reason for going, but I'm most proud of my independence going there. You know, like I... I said this earlier, like, I f am I this badass woman that I think I am and feel that I am? Like, am I really her? You know, like, I think I was her and then lost her a little bit and really got her back this year. And just taking no excuses, you know, like li living in the past is a huge fear of mine um, and, a, and a trigger and, and, and definitely something that like onto the next, like I'm a solution person. I, I almost think that that's what I said in the last podcast that, that we did together. But, you know, I'm, I'm definitely most proud of the independence that I gained for myself because, you know, we've talked about loneliness and, and my loneliness and, you know, our relationship, my relationships with women, my friends, you know, things like that, that make me really insecure. Like I've, a Hoffman teacher told me that my loneliness is my superpower. And, that shifted everything for me because something that I thought was my biggest weakness um, has turned into my strength. Mm. You know, like what I'm doing isn't normal. What we're doing isn't normal. It's not typical. You know, I didn't do the, um, we're not going down the normal path. I'm not, I don't really have things to relate to other people. And it's really hard for me. You know, we're, I think you and I both are very, very deep people. And um, it's hard for us to, to do anything but have those deep connections with people. So, loneliness and debt, you know, those are, you know, it's a hard thing to mix together. So I've really, um, got, gotten a grasp of, of loneliness, not being a negative thing in my life. Mm. Well, I know before we sign off, you said obviously so much. And again, I think, you know, what we shared on this and, and kind of are putting out there in the universe or manifesting or whatever you want to call it. What, what's the one thing that you want to leave? And again, this can be in, in regards to business, Hoffman process, 
marriage, whatever you want. What's the one thing you want to leave this podcast and, and kind of sign off with? I feel like I never have one thing. Um, but if anyone's listening and, and feel that they should go to the Hoffman process, I'd love nothing more than to help someone else go um, and talk to them about that. But um, uh, the one thing for us, the one thing for Fro-Pro, for me. It could be free. I mean, this this whole process was about you. And, and again, it's it's aided in you growing. And you've said so things about badass woman and really finding her again and celebrating your loneliness as your superpower and, and your independence that you've achieved and, and are working on. And again, there's so many things that you've shared. But, you know, if, if someone's listening to this and, and they finish listening, we've talked about Fro-Pro, marriage, start, finish, highs, lows, Hoffman process, you know, self, self, like just working on yourself. What's that? one thing where you just say you know i mean honestly this is gonna sound so cheesy but that you're loved you know like to to, to, i i think it's a really overwhelming thing that so many people feel unloved and i've just felt self-compassion this year Mm. and um i wish that upon anyone else and and i just hope i can hold on to that because i realize i can't be my best self when i'm you know my worst enemy Mm. wow so be your best self. Yeah. Love that. And I love you. I love you. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for our, you know, second time, Chelsea being on the Wake of the Sun show. Um, we talked a lot today. Uh, you know, really dove into some some key things about working on yourself, growing business, marriage, you know, celebrating the highs and the lows, on to the next, being a badass woman, owning it, owning the things that you think are your worst attribute being your best attribute. Um, there's been so much, babe. I love you. <laughs> I think it's so great that we get to do this uh, together. And uh, for anyone that's listening, again, this is the Wake Up the Sun Show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email us. Um, reach out to us on Instagram. Either you know, again, the Wake Up the Sun Instagram. You could go to Fro Pros, Chelsea's Instagram, my Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And again, with that, we love you. Have an awesome day. Thanks, guys.